Well, hello, King Sams. Uh, Happy New Year to you all. I hope you've had a good start to the year so far. And um, for those of you who make New Year's resolution, I hope you're still managing to hold on to this um, two weeks into the year. I stopped doing New Year's resolution um, years ago, but um, I came across some which I found rather interesting. And I thought it'd be worth sharing some of this uh, with you. Someone says, um, my, my New Year's resolution this year is to be more optimistic by keeping my cup, my cup half full of either rum, vodka, or whiskey. <laughs> uh, but another one says, I will no longer waste my time reliving the past. Instead, I will spend it worrying about the future. Hmm. Another one says, when meeting friends, I will stop telling the same old jokes. Watch out, granddad. I will stop telling the same old jokes um, or just make new friends. <laughs> and my favorite of them all, it says, I'm going to order an angry Whopper burger and try to get it to calm down. <laughs> anyway, um, happy new year, everyone. I am. Um, I pray um, an, an abundance of God's blessings over you and your family in 2022 in Jesus' name. In case you missed it last week, Phil Wolf, you started us off on a new uh, teaching series looking at the culture of heaven and what it means to live out the kingdom values in a multicultural church setting like ours. You know, many of you would have heard over the years, and um, if you've been in King Sam's for a while, you've heard this talk quite a few times on our cultural values of honor, authenticity, acceptance, generosity, and courage. You know, these are the values that have come to define who we are, where we've been, and where we hope to be. You know, these are the values that ensure that we're not just focused on the end destination, but that we um but how we get there as a family. It is the glue that holds us um, together. A famous um, Dutch um, historian by the name of Johan Heisinger once said that if we are to preserve culture, we must continue to create it. We must continue to create it. And so this time around, we are going to be looking at these values with the lens of a multicultural church setting. But before we dive into this, before I share any more today, I'd like to share some of my dreams for us as a church for 2022. You know, it is my dream that in this year, we will go deeper in getting to know, in getting to know each other and in doing lives with brothers and sisters from other cultures in a way we've not done before, to go deeper. You know, we I believe we've had a great start as a church. We are beautifully diverse with, with brothers and sisters and families from different nations across the world. We have done well. God has blessed us, and I'm so proud of where we are today. The sense I get is now is, is that it's now time to shift into the next gear of being one new man in Christ. And so personally, for me, this means that, um, you know, having a year where by the end of this year, I would love that some of my really good friendships are not just with Nigerians, but perhaps with Bengali, someone who is Iraqi or someone who is Korean, you know, and I'm a busy guy. I'm a busy young man with so much going on. But, you know, this one happens spontaneously for me. I have to be determined to make this happen. I have to put plans in place for this to happen all the while collaborating with the Holy Spirit. And so it is my desire for us, my desire for us is that we, we, we begin to comprehend and experience the blessings and the treasures and the glories God has embedded into the thousands of ethnic groups he, he created in our world. You know, we know from Revelation 21, 
26 that God has embedded into every nation and people grew something that is glorious, something that is honorable. You know, and this is not only a thing of blessing for us to be to experience, but there is something of a come and see model that is revealed to the world around us as we do this. You know, if the world around us does not look any different from, from what from what we look like, then I would I would suggest that out of complacency, we have deeply buried and covered the light um, of God on this front. And so it is my dream that we would look back at the end of this year and see deeper levels of relationships between people from different cultures interacting together, learning together, sharing, eating, crying, laughing and fellowshipping together than we see today. You know, it is also my dream this year that we will see healing and restoration in areas where racial or cultural differences and, and divides, divides have caused hurt and caused damage. The reality is that when people from different cultural backgrounds coexist, there is always the risk of misunderstanding. There's always the risk of misuse of power, of denying opportunities, consciously or unconsciously. This often leads to a place of hurt, a place of pain, a place of misunderstanding, keeping distance, unforgiveness, and many times it leads us to believing lies about our identity. You know, this is everywhere in society today. And I would like to think that, you know, none of this happens here, but I know we're not perfect. I know we're still growing. And so my dream is that we all begin to open up about our emotions where we might be struggling on this topic, to have those healthy relationships and to allow the Holy Spirit to bring healing where damage has been done, either from your workplace or your school place or your family or your social circles, you know, wherever the damage has been caused from. The pastoral team, I know, are gearing up and are ready to support us all in this. And that's my dream for us, number two, this year. I hope that's, um, I hope that's okay. And so this morning, we'll be dwelling on the culture of honoring other cultures. You know, as we seek to underline God's heart for one new man in Christ, to put a line across the old distinctions that used to divide us, be it the color of our skin, our background, our tribe, our class, or nationality, it is um, it is my, my my personal opinion that this begins, this starts with honoring. Our expression of heaven's culture as Jesus' family for many nations starts by honoring God, honoring ourselves and honoring each other. You know, when I think about the five um, values of King Psalms, I think, um, you know, somehow I believe it's, it's, it's challenging to be authentic with someone who you do not honor, who you do not have respect for. You know, generosity goes to another level when we are being generous to someone who we think highly of. Or it is much easier to be accepting of someone who we choose to give preference to. Honoring seems to be the basis <laughs> for the values of our church community. And so in the book of Romans, um, um, Romans 12, we, we are instructed not to think about um, ourselves more highly than others in verse 3, but to be devoted, it says to be, to be devoted to one another in love and, in, and to honor one another above ourselves. 
Phil told us last time around when we talked about this topic of honor, that it's all over scripture. This mentioned several times, about 300 and over 360 times in the Bible, we're told to honor God. We're told to honor the governing authorities, to honor marriage, to honor our parents, to honor um, the elderly, to honor the emperor, to give honor to whom it is due. Basically, 1 Peter 2 verse 17 says to honor everyone. You know, to honor is to regard someone with high respect, is to regard someone with great esteem and to be ready to learn from them. It's an internal attitude um, that drives us to to to, um, to a place of reverence. <laughs> and, um, you know, it drives us into an, a physical act where we make someone know that we see them and we treat them of high regard and high respect. And so Paul tells us, in Romans 12, to give preference to one another in honor. Another version says to be eager to show respect uh, um, to one another, to outdo one another in showing honor. You know, one of the versions I really love says to um, to be the best. King Psalms, let's be the best at showing honor to each other. You know, Phil also reminded us last time around that um to honor someone does not mean you always have to agree with everything they say. You know, you can still disagree with someone and still show them honor. You know, the value here is that we honor people based on their intrinsic value of being image bearers of God rather than what they are or what they say or what cultural background they might be from. You know, and for those from my cultural background, this includes honoring those who are way younger than yourself, you know. As we honor others, we honor God. As we honor each one, each one another, we worship God. And so this morning, I just wanted to look at um, some of the practical ways of what it looks like to honor um, our brothers and sisters from other cultures. I just want to share a few suggestions, which I hope we would find helpful. And firstly, I would like to recommend that to honor other cultures, we need to identify moments which are important to that culture and to make an effort to show up for those moments or to find what is important in another culture and to make it important to yourselves. You know, we see this um, beautifully displayed um, um, when God honored Jesus when he was here on earth. You know, Second Peter 1.17 tells us that Jesus received honor and glory from God. This happened at the time of, it, of his baptism, at the moment when Jesus was being baptized in the um, River Jordan and God the Father and the Holy Spirit rocked up at his baptism. You know, just when Jesus was um, being lifted or came out of the baptismal water, we, we told that the skies opened and God's spirit in form of a dove descended and, and landed on Jesus. And and um, along with that came a voice saying, uh, this, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. You know, so how did God honor Jesus? As Peter tells us, by turning up at a moment that was important to Jesus and to his ministry. You know, we need to identify the moments and, and the things which are important to, to other cultures amongst us and to make those important to ourselves. You know, someone who I choose to honor is someone I make time for, someone who I prioritize, someone who I want. I want them to know that they are important to me. 
And you see in many cultures around us today, going around to someone's home and eating together, maybe even trying out their local cuisine, their local cuisine could be um, seen as very important and very honoring. I remember in my, um, in my previous um, church um, where I spent, we spent a lot of time inviting people from other cultures to our houses to, uh, to eat with us. We were trying to be nice and hospitable and nice Christians. And I can tell you something happened when you know, we went to the homes of folks from, other, from the South American um, um, cultures or South Asian cultures, you know, it, we, they felt so very honored and impressed that we came to their household to try out their food and to spend time with them in their environment. I tell you what, we saw doors open to friendships, to encouragement, to development, to the kingdom of God advancing. In other cultures, honoring someone might mean spending time with not just the individual you befriend, but with their parents, maybe with their grandparents or with their wider family. Again, I was um, I had the privilege of getting to know and to befriend the wider family of a Sri Lankan um, friend of mine, and I quickly realized I mean how honoring this family found it to know that I was interested in all of them. This led to opportunities to pray with them individually, to talk to them about Jesus, and it was just marvelous. You know, it could it could be something like listening to um, the local music of your brother or sister from another culture. You know, asking them what their favorite music is and why it is their favorite music. I find music to be a great way to learn about another culture, their history, their character, and the things that are impo of importance. You know, it could be um, for. Um, it could be um, for, um, keeping to time for those when dealing with those from a punctuality conscious country, or maybe even learning to use a word or two um, in a different language when speaking to um, um, your brother or sister. I know from my wife as an example, she gets a marvelous reaction from my Nigerian folks when she says a word or two in my language when speaking to them. Basically, it is honoring of other cultures to show that to show um, that if something is important to them, it, that we will make it important to ourselves. You know, society around us, around us tells us to honor those who have achieved great things, who have won medals, who are celebrities, and so on. Many of us will queue for queue up for hours to see these people. We will treasure if we get an autograph. We'll treasure it so well. And Paul basically says to honor one another. The person in front of you right now, beside you right now, is a workmanship of God, a reflection of God Himself. Secondly, I would like to suggest that you tell the world of the beauty and the glories you see in other cultures. We saw this at the baptism of Jesus, that there was a verbal declaration in how God the Father honored Jesus, a voice saying, this is my son whom I am well pleased. The sense you get from those words spoken over Jesus was one of pride, was one of de delight, you know. And I would encourage us to show delight, to show pride by proclaiming the beauty we see in other cultures, what God has put in there. Tell the world about it. Don't just keep it to yourself. You know, it's so easy to focus on the things we find strange or weird about other cultures 
or to talk about the things we think are wrong in other cultures. It's so easy to focus on the hustling nature of Nigerians, as an example, or to um, or for non-Brits to jump in on the self-deprecating um, humor of the British society, or we can um, or we can sometimes get stuck in stereotypes of a particular culture. We can think, oh, perhaps they're great at dancing and this and that, but overlook the fact that the same people also show great entrepreneurship and business skills, as an example. And I'm not saying not to call out the flaws in other cultures. You know, Phil told us last, um, last week that the, each culture has something that's good, bad, and neutral. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that we need to shout out uh, and learn from the beauty God has put in other cultures. You know, Catherine the Great, while I don't um, condone all of her leadership qualities, she puts it nicely. She says that I praise loudly, I blame softly. You know, it's only praising to God to call out the glories he has created and embedded in other culture. You know, someone once said that if you see um, a, a great printing, uh, um, sorry, a great painting, it's only natural to compliment the artist who put it together. Shout loudly the beauty God has put in other cultures. This is honoring and it displays a heavenly culture. My third suggestion is for us to persevere until breakthrough in our journey of being one new man in Christ from different cultures. I think it, I think of about it as um, a continuum where on the one and end of the spectrum, um, you know, you have people, you have some of us who um, are pretty much, you know, we stick to people who we sort out and stick to people who are at ourselves. Perhaps those that look at, have a similar outlook in life and like doing similar things to, to ourselves. It's pretty um, easy to honor and encourage people in our group of circles, but we keep other cultures at a distance. You know, on the second stage are those um, uh, in this spectrum are those who, I guess, <laughs> the middle prop I've got it here, are those who have ventured out. They smile and they say hello to others and, and um, you know, others from different cultures uh, to themselves. They have a chit chat with people they, uh, who, who they serve with on a Sunday. But if we're to be honest, their friendships are still on the surface. This isn't a bad place to be or to start off with, but if we stay here on the first two stages, we miss out. On the other end of the spectrum, you know, I hope my prompt is, is helpful, are those who have dived in, who have broken through, who have pushed through the pain and the rejection barrier that sometimes happen to get to know someone who is different from, with a different background to themselves. They've spent time in each other's homes, they've, they've laughed together, they've cried together, they've offended each other and gotten over it. You know, they've eaten together, they've, they've gotten to a place of comfort, you know, been in woven into each other's company you know going through to this final stage of the spectrum requires perseverance to push through the barriers the discomfort the challenges perhaps even re rejection with my face you know and if we're going to be um, if we're going to honor other cultures we need to persevere until we get to breakthrough 
you know, my wife who, who has had the privilege of befriending and developing strong godly relationships with many South Africans, Nigerians, Venezuelans, South Africans, oh sorry, Sri Lankans, Chinese, you know, she's, she's just wonderful at it. Um, she often describes the moment of breakthrough in a cross-cultural friendship, that moment when you can really talk to each other when you when you can lay, let down your guards and and they put the pretense away and really share and get to connect with each other you know she 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 shares this with me um once which she said um one of my first experiences of this was doing my year out in South Africa in 1998 i was walking alongside another volunteer of a similar age who had grown up in South Africa called Thule I was um I could tell that Thule was really was weary of making friends with me um as a, as a white and English lady and um perhaps kept a, a distant but working together the two of us um were thrown together and after perseverance and a bit of willingness on both sides a beautiful but an unexpected friendship developed by the end of my time in South Africa Thule showed me honor by taking me to visit her family home in Alexandra in Joburg. For me, it felt like I had been accepted and for both of us, we had been on a journey of perseverance to find something precious. The third and practical point is more of a question, really, you know, to say on this spectrum, I had earlier on, where are you on right now? And are you going to honor other cultures? by persevering until you break through to the next stage. And so, and so I'm going to wrap it up with, with the three ways to order other cultures. Firstly, find, an find something that is important to your brothers and sisters from other cultures and choose to make it important to you. you know, secondly, tell the world of the beauty and the glories you see in other cultures. And, and, um, and remember to praise loudly and to blame softly. Thirdly, put on the heart of perseverance. You know, put on the heart of loving and working to really get to know your brother and sister from another culture until you get breakthrough. Guys, may God bless you as you think about these words this week. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>